If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today we are celebrating a very special milestone, 100 episodes Woo! of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. And of course, <laughs> it wouldn't be possible without these two incredible co-hosts here on the screen with me. If you're watching, you recognize a very familiar face coming back Celebrate the big milestone, a good friend of mine, a good friend of all of ours, and someone who made this all possible, the incredible Alana Pierce. Alana, how are you today? I'm doing great. This is like weirdly kind of nostalgic, seeing like the intro and watching all this through Discord, because I realized that when I was doing this show, was in a very bad part of the pandemic, where I was uh, in a tiny studio apartment, 300 square foot by myself, no balcony, no breeze, no direct sunlight. It's like a little box, but it, this is like a shining point of every week. I got to hang out with you and you're so positive, Mike. And it was like a wonderful, a wonderful uh, thing to do in a really like crappy period of time. And it was like, yeah, just uh, that nostalgia just hit me as I was watching the whole intro on Discord. It's cool. That's awesome, Alana, because I have the nostalgia. Of course, I got to see you a little bit beforehand. But once the intro rolled, I got the butterflies. I got the nerves all over again of like, Alana <laughs> Pierce is here. Gary Widow, of course, he's not here, but I could feel it like it was episode one all him? over again. Who needs him? You know, <laughs> Alana, it stinks because we got you. Of course, I'm going to get to Paris, but it was Gary birth. It was Gary Widow's fiftieth birthday yesterday, oh, and no I way. didn't tell him happy birthday. I didn't call one of my gaming dads because I was going to save it here for the show, and then he didn't show up today. So, Gary Widow, if you hear this, happy birthday! You are truly incredible. And the X cast, his memory's going. He doesn't know when the X cast <laughs> records anymore. How's he supposed to keep up? Exactly. Someone's got to call him. Is right. But happy about the Gary. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have Paris Lily here as well. Paris, one of my gaming dads. You have been riding along with me for almost, I think, 84 episodes. If wow. I added it all up right, we've yeah. had a couple of mini episodes in between, so it's been more than that. But Paris Lily, it's great to see you. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. And you and I actually got to meet in person finally at the As Dust Falls event uh, last week mm. in Los Angeles. So it was great for us to actually meet face to face. And even Alana, first of all, I, I'm so happy that you're here. I am not here if it wasn't for you. So so thank you so much. Oh, yeah, for... we never overlapped on the show, did we? No, I, no, I was like, but make it Paris, have it be Paris yeah. when I left. And you've done a great job. It's been so awesome to watch you both. No, no, thank you. But but it's I, it's ironic that Gary isn't here and you are here because that's how all this started, right? Gary was out. I came in and I filled in one time and the rest that's is true. history. Yeah, yeah. And you and I even got to meet face-to-face uh, -face for what? At the Game Awards first and then I think briefly uh, during Summer Game Fest as well. Yes, so, correct. So we're coming out of pandemic a little bit, but I, I'm, I'm so happy Mike, you're have here. have we met? Uh, no, only once. It's weird to think about. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Once at a PAX West, I saw you going to the same hotel as I was, and I was like, Alana, you're amazing. And you waved back at me, and that was our time together. It counts. It definitely yeah. counts. Yep. But yeah, I, counts I have met Paris a couple of times, and yeah, have been tuning in on the show. Um, I still think it was very funny to watch all of the Killer Instinct stuff. Very big fan of seeing that. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. We learned a valuable lesson on that one. Huh? <laughs> yes, we did. It's so funny because I had said something vaguely similar uh, like when I was at IGN uh, back when the last Killer Instinct came out. I was like, was, is there a big audience for this game? I don't know because I never really played Killer Instinct. And I was like, oh, no, Paris, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I quickly learned. I, I quickly learned there's definitely an audience for Killer Instinct. There sure is. Sure well, is. you know, we've really, uh, we've come together and we've built up an audience here on the Kind of Funny X cast, especially at Kind of Funny. You know, Alana, you, me, and Gary, when we first started this, we talked about coming on to Kind of Funny and doing an Xbox-centric podcast because really Kind of Funny has been known for being very PlayStation-heavy mm -hmm. with all of their coverage. And we got to bring a little green into the studio and it was really special to try something different at Kind of Funny and also to create memories and to build up an audience that is really interested and excited talking about Xbox. So it wouldn't be possible without all of you. And I'm really excited to have you on Alana. And of course, Paris, because this episode, we're going to reminisce. We're going to talk all about the show, all about some of our favorite memories. We're going to catch up with what Alana has been up to. Cause you know, she's been doing truly incredible stuff. And then Alana, you're going to get a good smile because if you remember one of my heroes, one of my favorite people on planet Earth was Major Nelson. Mm -hmm. And on my first ever video game industry interview was Major Nelson on episode three. I was not ready for that, but we had a ton of fun. And so this week, I get to relive that moment. We're going to have Major Nelson on on the back half of the show where I get to hang out with him. So it'll be a really special time. But let's get into the housekeeping so we can jump right into the fun. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast we post each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course on podcast services around the globe. Don't forget, we are now Epic Games partners here at Kind of Funny. So if you're buying V-Bucks or upgrading your look over in Fortnite or even buying games off the Epic Games Store, please consider using our Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, at checkout to help support the team in a brand new way. And talking about support, we all just want to give a big thank you to all of the kind of funny best friends around the globe, whether you're watching for free on YouTube or podcast services, or you're part of the live chat right now over on Patreon, just like Eric Z, slightly adore, and my good friend Kevin Ace X. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon. And Patreon producers out there, thank you so much for your support. Shout out to Fargo Brady, Delaney Twinning, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Gordon McGuire, and Al Tribesman, the Predator. Thank you all so much for being producers for the month of July. And this week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is brought to you by ExpressVPN, MeUndies, and Athletic Greens. But myself and the team will tell you all about that in just a little bit. Let's jump into the celebration and have some fun. Alana, this first part is all about you and the memories we got to make together. Of course, we shared 16 full episodes. You mm -hmm. kicked off the show with me. I guess I want to take it back to the beginning of what was it like for you, Alana, to be approached by Tim and Greg and have them ask you, do you want to do an Xbox centric podcast that kind of funny? What were your thoughts on that? That's a great question. It was so long ago. It was Timmy reached out to me and I was actually pretty surprised because you're right that I feel like I really associated kind of funny with PlayStation for the longest time. I feel like that was a big part of the branding. Um, so I think my first reaction was surprise. And then it was a, how long will it be? And then it was yes. Um, 
yeah, that was it was I always love talking about video games. I'm always happy to talk about video games. So, you know, combine that with kind of funny, a company full of people I love. How could I say no? Pretty great stuff right there. It's pretty wild, Alana, that we were supposed to only do three episodes. Then it became a nine episode pilot. And here we are at 100 right now. And our first episode was giving predictions on an Xbox Summer Showcase. That was two full years ago wild. that we did that. A couple of summer showcases passed then. I guess I do want to ask you, what did you think of this latest summer showcase and the switch to just a 12-month window of looking at games coming soon instead of the far future? I loved it. I, I think it's great. Um, I'm always happy to to know about things in the future, and I wouldn't want everything to always be 12 months because then I wouldn't have this potent anticipation that I have for Fable. Like, I want to know that that's coming. I want to be excited about that. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing games that are coming out in the next 12 months is was really cool because it's also... I don't know, it gives you a better way to log like, oh, I'm definitely going to play that versus things that you won't necessarily touch. Um, I loved the, I keep forgetting what it's called, that new game from Obsidian. Uh, just one word. Yeah. Pentiment. Yeah. Just yeah. like, that was like, there's so many things like that that I was like, oh, that's coming out soon. Oh, that looks like kind of like a shorter experience. And then there's that, um, obviously really bad with game names at this point <laughs> in my life, but the very um, like Lovecraftian looking platformer. Oh. Uh, there's like really purple and sort of inside yes. looking. Yeah. Um, just games that I hadn't heard of before. It, they hit different when you know that you get to play them in the next 12 months. So I loved it. Glad that we got to see as much of Starfield as we got. Um, obviously, a lot of people are really excited about uh, Hillsong, even though we technically don't have a release date for that one just yet. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the conference. I really liked it. I thought I thought it was great. And I, I do really like seeing games I hadn't heard of being announced and then coming out in the next 12 months is awesome. I want to get Paris involved because, of course, He's my gaming dad now that you left. And I've been really lucky with Paris and Gary to continue to keep the X cast alive. What did you think of Paris coming in to fill in after you left? Lit. I don't know. How could you say anything else? Paris is a pro. He's he's wonderful at what he does. He's so enthusiastic. And I feel like uh Paris, I've always felt like you do you do a very good job of removing bias from things. A lot of people in the community get very, very excited, obviously, and your whole approach is always just Hey, I love video games. I love what I love. I love it on all platforms. Games are great. And it's so cool to have somebody championing that all the time. I appreciate you uh, and everything you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate hearing that. And if I could say a little, since we're reminiscing, I, I still remember when this all started and I was just watching it, you know, as a viewer, because I thought, hey, kind of funny, similar to you. You're always PlayStation slanted. It's cool that you're doing something Xbox. Let's check it out. So I was just watching. I remember I would comment on Twitter every now and again. And you reached out to me, Alana. You go, hey, Gary's not going to be on. Would you like filling in? Secretly, I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, no. I was like, don't screw this up. Don't screw it up. But then obviously I came on and we had a good time. Would never then, have guessed. Yeah. And then second time I came on, I was like, okay, this is fun. And then when you left... I just remember, oh, that's a bummer. I wonder who they're going <laughs> to replace her with. <laughs> then Get a few you. months later, I found out. Yep. That's awesome. Of course, Alana, when you left us, you took on a, a big new role over mm -hmm. with Sony, and you've been having some fun with that. I don't want to go too much into the game, but of course, I want to know, what was your experience like, Alana? Of course, going from video games, media, and being on the opposite side, now jumping over into the actual game development side and writing and all that. What's that like? Not that different, you know, um, because I've been a writer for such a long time. I've effectively been employed as a writer for 10 years. That was my job at IGN. And then that was what I went and did at Funhouse as well. 
uh, Rahul, you're visible in the back of the shot right now, taking your shirt off. Shout out! That's a great episode. <laughs> Just so that you're aware of that. That's awesome. <laughs> He's sunbaking out there. It's great. Um, so I, I had a lot of questions. People being like, "How different is it?" It's not that different because you are still a writer. You are still working with other writers to like talk about writing. Like it's a lot of meetings to talk about what you're going to write, and then you go write it. Like it's it's it wasn't that different i think the thing that and i hate how critical this sounds but it's still the best way to say it the thing that surprised me the most is how wrong the internet is about things and how right people think they are and that's been very weird to watch again i'm trying not to sound too negative about it because it's more that it's just been enlightening because i was part of that too is like you watch someone on a podcast or someone on a stream or someone on twitter say a bunch of stuff about a thing that you obviously very intimately know and they're completely wrong and everyone else just believes them. Um, that's been very weird to adjust to because I also have the thing where I'm like, oh, I used to be that person. <laughs> I spent years being the person on the podcast being like, well, I have to say something. I can't not have an opinion. And then you just say something that's completely wrong and people listen to you. <laughs> it's, that's been very, very weird to watch um, in a way that's just like. I, again, I don't. I don't want to frame it too negatively. I'm not trying to tell people they don't know anything or that like they shouldn't have fun with predictions and get excited and all that stuff. It's just been bizarre, uh, especially because you can't say anything to correct anybody. So you just see people saying things that are wrong, and you're like, "All right, I guess. Yep, cool." And sometimes it's friends. It's people I know who just completely incorrect. And I wish I could message them and be like, "What are you doing? This is not correct." But you just have to be like, "All right, let it happen." So that's definitely been very strange. But otherwise, working at. Uh, Santa Monica Studio is wonderful. I would say it's the best company I've ever worked at. The very, very caring people, really, um, just a just a wonderful team of of people who are just so talented. And I honestly, I've said this like a million times. I I almost feel like I should be paying them for me to get to work there because of the amount of just knowledge that I get to to have from these people. Like I almost treat my job like I'm at university, and I get to just talk to people who are absolute experts in these very different things who've just been the head of AI for 10 years and that's their whole thing. And I know nothing about that. And I just get to ask them questions whenever I want. Like, it's amazing. It's a, it's a true blessing. That's awesome. And also can confirm that a lot of people at uh, Santa Monica Studios still play Xbox. It's uh, all that, that uh, console wars, as it turns out, nonsense. Who'd have thought? <gasps> really? Who'd have thought? That, that's great to know, lot. I was going to ask you, <laughs> are you still playing your Xbox? But of course, yeah. I want to know. I think I'm going to get uh, 100,000 gamer score this year. Pretty close. Yeah, I'm like 80. Go. I don't, no, no, I think I'm 92 now. We'll get there. We'll Do you have there. a certain game you want to elapse the 100,000 with, or is it just a, when I get there, I get there? Mm, well, I, my last, the last milestone I had was to get 80085, which is boobs. And so oh, I did a live wow. stream for getting boobs gamer score, and I got it on Fable Anniversary. So I'll probably live stream it again when I get the 100,000, and I wouldn't, put it past myself to do it again on Fable Anniversary because it's, you know, it's just one of my Xbox Hall of Famer video games. Um, but it sort of depends on, like, how much gamer score I have left to get when I do the stream. So I'll have to figure it out. But I wouldn't be surprised if I end up trying to fit, fit Fable in there as the 100,000 game as well. I had a feeling like you were going to go with that one. That's a great one. And congratulations early for that. Thank Can't you, wait thank to you. check in on that live stream. I guess <laughs> since I only have you for a little bit of time and I want to make sure Paris can ask one more question, I want to know, you and I, we watched Halo live on that first Summer Games showcase. Then it got delayed a full year. You weren't on the podcast anymore. I need to know, did Halo Infinite live up to your expectations? 
So I still haven't uh, played the campaign. I think I probably said this on the X-Cast was that I wasn't going to play it until co-op was available. <laughs> um, unfortunately, still not available, which means I have not played it. I only played the first hour and then I bowed out. Um, Halo is just such a co-op experience to me that I've just like, I've avoided all spoilers. I haven't seen anything story related, so I don't know what happens. I managed to do that, but I'm, st I'm sticking with that. I'm not playing the campaign until it has co-op. Um, so hopefully have, there haven't been any announcements regarding that, have there? Hopefully uh, you can we get that soon. Uh, it will come in season three. We're looking at probably August or later. And then the positive is there is the multiplayer flight right now where you can co-op throughout the whole entire campaign, but your saves won't carry over. So it's like mm. beat it all now or wait until the full release. on it. I'll wait. So, yeah. But I'm, I'm still excited about it. Um, for Halo Infinite itself, I had a great time with the multiplayer. I, I loved it. Um, I know there was some controversy surrounding some things pertaining to the shop uh, and I guess the microtransaction system. But as somebody who doesn't care about the way that I look in video games, it didn't really bother me. Like, I didn't even really know what I was missing out on. That said, one thing that I think is an issue is, like, it was definitely very cool back in Halo Reach where you'd see the guy with the, like, static helmet, with, with the fire helmet, and you'd know, like, oh, they're a very good player. Like, that, that's legit. And now it's more just like, oh, they bought it. So that's a little bit less cool, but that honestly didn't really affect me. Like, I wasn't as upset about that as um, I think a lot of the community was, which is just personal perspective. So I had a wonderful time with it. That said, I did kind of stop playing it. Um, I would, if anyone ever was like, hey, want to play Halo? I would 100% jump back in. But I guess, yeah, something caused it to not gain or maintain my retention. But it, it also just could be that, like, no multiplayer games do. The only multiplayer game that I consistently really go back to is Apex at this point. Like, it's not easy for me to stick with anything multiplayer for a long time. But yeah, the, those first, like, probably the first month of Friday night Halos with friends again. Like I loved it. I, it felt so good. And, and it's, I mean, it still does like they just, they nailed it. I was so happy to be playing it again. Paris, we only have Alana for a little bit longer. So you get the final question or just to hang out with Alana before we got to go. No, actually I do have a question. You, you touched on it a little bit. Cause you talked about the 12 month strategy that Xbox had this time with their showcase, but even within this 12 months or looking beyond that, what is it that is exciting you about Xbox moving forward? What are you looking forward to? Honestly, like Obsidian. <laughs> like, don't, like if I give you the yeah. number one answer is everything Obsidian is working on. And I think like I'm such a fan of them and, and always have Same. been. But it's the fact that the studio is so small and they're working on four games. Um, like I said, if you didn't know, I'm at San Diego Comic-Con right now. I got an Airbnb with some friends and I'm actually not really going to the show floor. But I did reach out to Miley Mikey Dowling at I did too. Uh, Obsidian, <laughs> because I want to check out the grounded thing, um, because that sounds so cool. And uh, like, obviously, very excited about Avowed, very excited about the game I keep forgetting the name of. Um, out of Wild. And then the, the other Wilds one you were thinking of earlier, Alonzo, was uh, The Last Case of Benedict Fox. Was Thank the, you. Very which good. also Avowed just looks so cool. Yeah. This yeah. Really um, so, yeah, Obsidian has my hype 1000%. I'm definitely still very uh, curious about Redfall, though. As a huge Arcane fan, it appeals to me a little bit less than their more linear, um, single-player-focused, you know, immersive sim experiences that it does seem like they're going a little bit away from. And Starfield, I mean, I, I keep thinking there's, like, no way I'm not going to have a great time playing that game. Um, I had, like, a, a weird reaction to it where, like, the expectations and then seeing what it was and then seeing more of it, like, my reaction was so, like, oh, the engine doesn't look super different. Oh, you can fly in space? 
oh, a thousand planets? Like it was so like up and down in a way that when I step back and I think about Starfield, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have a great time playing Starfield. There's like almost no way that I'm not going to enjoy the time I spend in that that world. And and I think I'm especially excited about the modding community. And I love that Bethesda has this approach that has not changed since joining Microsoft. Not that it would. Uh, that they really do think about modders. And that I think makes the thousand planets pretty exciting. So my number one answer is definitely Obsidian. I'm excited about everything Obsidian's doing. I think they're so cool. The, the fact that the team's so small and they're working on things I'm really excited about. I just like, I'm very stoked about them. Um, and yeah, will play Redfall, though I'm like just just not as in love with it because I think maybe I had expectations of like wanting it to a little bit look a little bit less co-op focused. I don't know. It looks a little bit hero shootery, but uh, yeah, huge parts of that catalog that I'm, I'm very, very excited about. Um, and like I said earlier, obviously everybody's very excited about Hollow Knight. So I started playing Hollow Knight for the first time uh, to get ready for the second one right, to come out. Right. But I've only just started it. Like I'm very new to it. And boy, is it tough. Having a great time. <laughs> what, are, what are you two excited about before I go? What are you two excited about? What are your highlights from, uh, from the conference this year? I'll, I'll go real quick. Um, co-sign you completely on Obsidian. I've, I've talked about it a few times on the show that I think when we look back, that will probably be one of the more important acquisitions that Xbox has made in their history as that studio, yeah. because I just think they're so, so innovative with the stuff that they've been able to do over the years. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you when, when I look short term Starfield. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely very excited to see what that game would be when I have it in my hands and the exploration aspects of it and the RPG elements and all of that. I think when I look beyond these 12 months, um, I'm still holding out hope for for perfect dark i am um i was a huge fan of it in you know late 90s early 2000s when it was on the nintendo 64 zero obviously didn't land the way that people wanted it to but hopefully we can get a big redemption with it and kind of sticking with the obsidian theme avowed i mean i i, I think avowed seeing an obsidian brand new ip and brand new rpg from them just absolutely excites me to see what it's going to be, especially what they were able to do with the outer world. So yeah, th those would probably be the ones I'm really looking forward to. For sure. I like those. I'm going to go a little different. I'm very excited for Forza Motorsports a lot. Mm, I actually did look a really lot good. of Gran Turismo 7. So I'm all about the track racer right now. And of course we're enjoying Hot Wheels this week on Forza Horizon, but I am really excited to see what that team can do. Get me on the track. And if I can really, bond and love that like I did with GT7 and then a little bit onward from that one I do look forward to the Riot partnership actually Alana because oh, I'm a big about that. League of Legends yeah. player and so to get all of those champions it's going to save me a ton of money because I'm already spending it's way too huge. much money on I that. really feel like like even I we just kind of glossed over how big that is big like deal. that that's yeah. massive yeah. oh and I, and speaking of, the, of things glossed over the yeah. thing that I was most excited mm -hmm. about from the conference um, that doesn't pertain to me is Persona. Seeing hey. Persona come to Xbox, yes. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Cody. I've already played Persona, but like Xbox players now getting to play Persona, I was like, dude, this rules. That is such a good franchise that anybody who's only played on Xbox has not had access to. That's awesome. I love to see that. I'm so excited to see a new wave of people get involved in Persona. Like, I was like, this is like the coolest announcement of the show, even though it doesn't actually matter to me at all, in part just because those games are so good. And I'm so happy to, to have Xbox players uh, get on board with the wonderful world of Persona. Some really dope partnerships. And so, yeah, that's what I'm really excited for. But Alana, you do have to go because you have a I very do. busy schedule. So I'm going to try to reach deep down in the bag and just look in, let you know, hey, Alana, thank you so much. 
for everything yes, that you've you. brought into my life, to the team's life, to our audience's life, and to the Kind of Funny X cast. It wouldn't be possible without you. I've told you many of times, being around you, getting to learn from you, sharing your energy, and just sharing the fun and enthusiasm of video games with you has been a lifelong goal, dream, and just an awesome experience that I'll never forget. So like always you thank you. massively overstating my importance here, but um, <laughs> I appreciate it and want to say it's been very, very, very cool to watch you grow as, ah. as a host from episode one to episode 100. Congratulations. Uh, it's been it's been so cool to watch you like not change. You're still 100 percent Snowbike Mike. You're still yourself. But to like really grow into that host role and and shape the show has been it's been a really cool journey to watch. So congratulations. Happy 100 episodes. You guys are absolutely killing it. And I love all the, the positive, authentic energy that you bring to the space. So thank you for what you do. Thank you, Alana Pierce. Before thank we you. go, you get one moment. Tell us what cool stuff you're doing and where can everybody find you and what project is the latest and greatest? Because I know you got a cool thing going on right now. Um, I'm at Charlanazad on everything. You won't know how to spell it. That's fine. Uh, check out God of War Ragnarok when it comes out in November. The <laughs> Xbox <right>. players. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Alana Pierce, have a wonderful weekend. Be safe out there and have some fun. And let's keep okay. this episode going. We're gonna take a word from our sponsors, and then after that, I have an awesome interview with Mike Brown, the creative director of Forza Horizon over at Playground Games. So stick around for that, and then Major Nelson. We'll be live with me and Paris Lilly. We'll see you back here in just a moment. Shout out to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a big pill guy. I don't want to spend a lot of time on extra things, but I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my health. Now, I've been using it the last couple months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a fun tropical taste that I actually look forward to in the morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focused, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash kindoffunny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny shout out to express vpn for sponsoring this episode when you use the bathroom you always close the door behind you right well you don't want random passerbyers looking in on you so why would you let people look in on you when you go online your internet service provider knows every single website you visit expressvpn puts a stop to this it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone i use expressvpn on all my devices whether it's my phone my desktop uh all everything anytime i'm using the internet just because i am trying to stay as safe as possible the best part is using expressvpn is as easy as closing the bathroom door you just fire up the app you click one button and you're protected. It is so easy. It's the biggest button in the world. One click, you're done. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. You can use our link, expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of 
funny. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? But thankfully, Me Undies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you will never forget because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. And I know that from experience, but you know what? Me Undies has always been there to help me. I'm always wearing my Me Undies shirts, my lounge pants, my lounge shorts, my Undies themselves, the socks. I'm a Me Undies fanboy. Wouldn't have it any other way. I just absolutely love the soft micro modal fabric. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small all the way up to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you out there. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for the free to join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 50% off your order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny yo what is going on everybody it's your guy snowbike mike sitting down here with an awesome one-on-one interview with mike brown creative director for forza horizon at playground games and we're talking all things speed the need for speed because forza horizon 5 hot wheels dlc is now out and that means you get to go really fast the fastest you've ever gone in forza horizon 5 and let me tell you what, I've been having a ton of fun with it. But, Mike, it's really awesome to sit down and talk with you about yeah. the DLC. So, first off, how are you doing today, Mike? Uh, I'm doing great, yeah. Just um, We're doing a, bit, doing a bit of work over in LA at the moment. So, I've just recently landed in, in the States. Not quite got acclimatized to the time zone yet. So, um, having to have a little bit of coffee. But other than that, I am feeling fine. There we go, Mike. It's nice to see your smile. And, of course, you're getting used to the time zones. And I get yeah. to be the first one to bring some energy into your life here while we're recording on a nice Monday morning. So let's talk about it. The fastest we've ever gone in Forza Horizon here. I told you beforehand, my average speed in Forza Horizon 5 was about 88 miles an hour. And then after about five to six hours of gameplay on the Hot Wheels track, I'm pretty sure my average speed is going to skyrocket to 100 plus. What's that like creating such a fast and furious type DLC here for this game? Um, it's It's been honestly a, a ton of fun. It's... um. When we build our base maps, which are obviously based in uh, based on a real life location, they have real life kind of road designs and road markings, and they have traffic and they have all of these things, which are part of you know fun experience when you're exploring a place like Mexico. Um, but with the Hot Wheels Park, um, we had a lot more creative freedom to to do things that are just because they're awesome and fun, and they allow for incredible uh, driving experiences and allow you to reach ridiculous speeds and. One of the fun things about that as well is that cars can do things that you might not expect when they reach ridiculous speeds. A lot of cars, or all cars, produce some downforce. Um, but a lot of cars produce actually quite a lot of downforce when they get to, to higher speeds, which allows them to kind of really hug the walls as the, on tracks that are nearly 90 degrees um, in a way that isn't fake. That is like what a, the real cars would do traveling at that speed. The, the, the Gs that they push um, would allow them to do that. And it allows for us to do some really fun uh, creations in the way that we use that that kind of iconic Hot Wheels orange track to build those really, really like dramatic driving experiences, which um, I think I still play it now and um, sometimes have my my jaw open at just how kind of dramatic and exciting it is. Yeah, I had my jaw open the whole entire time because I was wowed by what you all created over there. And it's a ton of fun. And let's kind of take it to the start of all this. Why Hot Wheels? Why Hot Wheels for the first DLC on Forza Horizon 5? We've done Hot Wheels in the past. We've seen you do other more realistic options with Fortune's Island, I can think of, and beyond. You know, we're coming hot off of the Mexico setting. Why Hot Wheels this time? 
So, uh, as you touched on, we have done a Hot Wheels expansion before. Uh, we did one for Forza Horizon 3. And it was, it's one that our community have just told us that they loved over and over again. It's one that they've, all the time we were making Forza Horizon 4, people were asking for another Hot Wheels experience. So it's kind of been a, a constant request from the community. And we just kind of felt, felt the time was right to kind of reopen that relationship with Mattel, ask them if we could play with their toys. And... Um, build out that experience for Forza Horizon 5. I think as well, um, we just had that kind of like core, really fun concept of uh, what if it was a, a theme park for cars that was floating in the sky? And as ridiculous as that sounds as a basic concept, it allows for some kind of interesting visual elements. First of all, you're in the sky, but then you also have, you can get, get to bring in clouds, which um, give things a real sense of scale. When you're looking at something in the distance and there's clouds between you and it, it always feels like it's like really far away. It always feels like there's a real grand scale to it. It also allows for us to have uh, those different biomes really close to each other in a way that they just wouldn't be in real life. You kind of have this kind of rainforest vibe right next to a ice-covered volcano, right next to um, a canyon, and you can travel between them in, in seconds in a way that you know, real life doesn't really have that. Um, but in the gaming, in, in the driving experience, in, in the experience you're having in the game, when you're traveling at incredible speeds and it's like snow, 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 volcano, whoa, I'm in a rainforest, whoa, 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 in a desert, within a few minutes of, of driving, it just makes it really feel like you've been on this like incredible kind of theme park style journey, which we really wanted to deliver on. Um, and this pack and this concept allowed us to do that. You and the team nailed that theme park vibe. I want you all to know that because I've had a ton of fun going from different biome to biome. That's kind of what I want to segue into next was the choice to put Horizon Hot Wheels Park in the sky instead of Mexico, right? And also, what were the choices on the biomes? Because like you said, they're very vibrant. They stand out. It's really cool to be in the center of the Nexus, but then also to look at the three surrounding areas, like you said. And I think one of the coolest parts is when you have the giant orange track and it goes down like a giant roller coaster, but you can see Mexico down below you is a really cool moment there. And then you're back up in the clouds. So what was the idea of bringing the park way up above Mexico instead of just putting the iconic orange track all along what we've already played? So again, this is one of those things that might sound crazy, but somehow putting it in the sky and having some kind of visual notes to some sort of Avengers helicarrier style technology made it more believable. <laughs> when you place those things on the ground and you've got other bits of terrain around them, it's, it's start, you start to... Um, you stop suspending your disbelief. You start to go, this doesn't kind of really feel very real. Um, where I know this doesn't sound like it should make sense, but in the experience it does. When you have it floating in the sky and there's all this kind of like futuristic but kind of plausible multi-billion dollar technology that could potentially make this happen, it all kind of sits together in a way that actually starts to make more sense than it would do if it was on the ground. Um, yeah, so that's that's what took us there. Uh, we did we did also like the idea of kind of having like kind of having track that skipped in and out of clouds, which again we could do on the ground. You you, you do have obviously low lying clouds, but it was a thing that we have a bit more freedom to play with uh, in the sky. And when uh, someone on our team said that we'd probably be able to have like that version of the Mexico map beneath you, and you'd be able to get those moments where you see down and see it, that just sounded really cool. So <laughs> we wanted to go that way. Um, you touched on the that experience when you're at the Nexus and you kind of spin the camera around and you can see those different biomes as well. That, again, is that kind of theme park vibe. You often, um, 
when you go to Disneyland, right? You kind of you walk through the castle and you head into Disneyland. You can kind of look to one direction. You can kind of see hints of like Pirates of the Caribbean, and then another one you start to get all steampunk in there of Space Mountain uh, or whatever they've rebranded it to now. Um, but you kind of look in different directions and you get these little hints of kind of little adventures that you can go on if you go and enjoy that part of the park. And that was the feel that we wanted to go for with the uh, Hot Wheels Park. I love that feel because one of my favorites is rounding the corner on one of the biomes, maybe let's say on the Southeast and seeing across the map, like you said, and knowing, oh, I'm going to be there real quick in one of these cars because you are flying. And one of the cool parts about how fast you go is the, of course, iconic orange track and what you all did with it. I think it was really fun because when we think Hot Wheels, right, you think of some of the orange track as just basic plastic or you think of some of the kind of propulsion tools that they use. But you went a little bit above and beyond with that because we also have like, frozen ice sections you have water that you can drift on you have fans that reduce the wind drag of the car to make it go a little bit faster what was the thought process to kind of bring some different touches of terrain and elements to the orange track um yeah that was uh, again kind of trying to give each of the um, biomes a real identity now in all of them you can get off the orange track and you can drive around you can explore and there's races that go across that but we felt, or I guess we were worried that the orange track itself, that the driving experience there would be more or less the same. And so the biomes become this backdrop at times. And we thought if we can bring elements, uh, new elements of track to each of them, then they'll all have a, like a unique driving experience when you're on the track as well. So in Forest Falls, you have the, the water flume track. In the Ice Cauldron, you have the ice track. And then um, there's kind of rumble track as well in the, um, in the in Giants Canyon. So yeah, bringing in these different kind of unique tracks for each of the biomes gives the the orange track a unique experience there as well uh, and of course there's the magnet track which appears in um in all of them that that's, that isn't really unique to any of them but that allows for um one some incredible like <laughs> death defying uh, driving experiences and one of the things that actually really helps with us it allows for us to have um i think you mentioned earlier about that kind of super steep drop um, where you get to look through the cloud layer to Mexico beneath you. By using magnet track in those places, we can make sure that every all of the roads are traversable both ways. So and sometimes it doesn't necessarily like have you like driving along upside down. Sometimes it's there just because otherwise you'd kind of hit a point in that track where you, your car can't get up it. So by making a magnet, it gives it a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra physics <laughs> to get to get up the steep steep inclines. That's really cool and really smart that you and the team thought about bringing some kind of uniqueness to each and every part of the area on that orange track. Like you said, I did notice, I want to ask, you know, you talked about being up in the clouds and having these moments of driving through the clouds or being over the clouds, right? I noticed there wasn't really any dynamic weather. And that's something that you and the team were really known for, for bringing into Forza Horizon 5 and beyond with the franchise of this dynamic weather setting in different moments. Was there any talk about doing that in this DLC? Or is there a reason why I didn't really see anything happening while we were playing that? So we do have dynamic weather. Um, I don't know if that you just didn't come across it in your experience. It's still um, it's still driven by seasons, so will be there'll be more rain, more snow in certain seasons than others. Um, but when you're in the um, the, the ice cauldron, you you do get you do get snow. Um, you do and and that snow, but only exists in that biome as well because that's where it makes sense. So if you're leaving there, it'll turn to rain in, in the other biomes. Um, it's perhaps not as prevalent and dramatic um, as it is in the base game where we have like tropical storms and things like that. But there is still um, there is still weather and there is, it can still rain. Yeah, great to hear. And, I like that. And you can use Blueprint and, and Event Lab as well to create events that have that just kind of forced on by default if you if you want to have that experience more often. Well, great segue. Let's talk about Event Lab because I am somebody who is not 
a good creator. I don't have the creative mind to think about that and make these kind of things on the track. But I do know that Event Lab and Map Editor are there ready to rock and roll. What are you expecting the community to make? Because Forza Horizon has really been driven by community-created um, tracks, races, and events. What do you think the team will do, all the community members out there, with what you've given them on the tool set? Uh, I think it's safe to say this is probably the biggest update to Event Lab we've had since uh, Horizon 5 shipped. And we have been doing updates pretty regularly, but this one adds 80 new um, stunts and props. So there's all different shapes and sizes of that iconic orange track, uh, as well as like different boost pads and things like that as well. So you can really, there's boost pads, loop the loops, jumps, all that stuff. And you can really chain all those together in ways that um, are, are going to be really, really super fun and super exciting. Um, we also have... In the actual map itself, um, there is the, uh, I guess I could have had a better name, Build Stubs, where, it's, um, where the little like kind of bits of track where you can connect onto. So if you want to use some of the base track and then and then move into your own bit that you've added on, um, there's areas around the world where you can do that as well. So you can kind of use that track that's built in, then add your own on. Um, I will say that since the game shipped, um, I have been stunned with the creativity of the community. Some of the stuff that people make is absolutely incredible. Um, and I think that the, the tools that we're about to give them with this update are going to really take it to the next level. I can't wait for that. I think the community is going to go above and beyond with this Hot Wheels stuff. I'm really excited. I do want to talk about something that I noticed and I actually really, really loved and found myself looking forward to the next segment of this. And that is the Hot Wheels a History of Speed. Of course, Age of Empires 4 stole my heart with hands-on history and kind of like playing the game, but also getting a small history lesson. I noticed you and the team gave us kind of a brief history lesson through races and having the team talk about some of the iconic moments in the Hot Wheels franchise. Where did that come from and who thought of that idea? Um, well, I don't want to take all the credit, <laughs> but, but I... It was when, when you start to research a pack like this, you, as a, as a creative leader on the project, you, you kind of start to discover this history. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I just thought it would be a, like a really, really fun thing for the community to kind of go and like kind of discover all those really interesting stories about, the, about that brand and how it came to be as this iconic thing that every single kid in the world knows now. Um, I won't take... Like I say, I can't take all the credit because I, I very much didn't build it. I just kind of had the idea and then someone else renovated it. Um, so one of our designers, um, uh, Matt Pickering, um, he kind of pieced all that together and he, he kind of read all the Hot Wheels history books. Uh, and then we have a real benefit on a project like this. We kind of work really closely with Mattel. And so they were able to bring in one of their own brand historians who was able to go, oh, well, a really interesting fact here. And there's an interesting thing you mentioned. And so there was a real collaborative effort between the kind of the, the design team at Playground Games and the design team at Mattel who work on Hot Wheels to come and kind of tell all these fun stories. And like, and they're genuinely awesome, really kind of like fun and interesting stories about it as well. It's like, I, I really enjoyed the final, the final outcome of it. They are really cool, Mike, and I encourage everyone in the community to kind of listen in and enjoy those moments because it is an awesome piece of history. You know, I think for me as a 90s kid, I grew up with Hot Wheels. Dad always took me out to get me one of those Hot Wheels. It's kind of a small reward for doing good in school or doing your chores. But it's fun to think of like, oh, Hot Wheels around for a long, long time, and they have a long lineage of what they did. So I guess I'll ask you a little two-parter here. We talk about the history of Hot Wheels. What is one of your favorite iconic moments from the history of Hot Wheels? And then I'll segue into it, of course. Let's talk about Playground Games and Forza Horizon. Mike, you've been there for quite some time. What are some of your favorite moments from the Forza Horizon history that you've been a part of? Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'll start, I'll start with the uh, first part of that question. So I, like you, like 
played with Hot Wheels as a kid. I think everyone did, right? <laughs> but the I think the real um, my favorite memories of Hot Wheels are when I've been introducing my kids to it. Um, so obviously, I I work on the Ford franchise. I'm a big car enthusiast, and you kind of want your kids to kind of like the things you like, just because that's kind of a uh, makes makes the, that relationship more more enjoyable as a dad. Um, and so I kind of I've used Hot Wheels as a as a means to kind of introduce my kids into cars and into, and tell them kind of the history of the cars and like you know have the Hot Wheels version of my car and be like, look, it's it's the car that's outside on our drive, but it's it's a toy and you can do loop the loops with it. Um, so yeah, my favorite memories of, um, of Hot Wheels are definitely that experience I've had as a dad. Um, my favorite memories of playground games, that's a much more interesting question because uh, I'm trying really hard not to just go to something really cheesy like um, like an awards show or something. Um, I will say, I think that the big, there was a big moment for us actually as a team when we did the E3 reveal of Horizon 3. Um, we had a live demo on stage. Um, we had um, the Ralph Fulton, who was Horizon creative director before me, uh, still works here, but um, no longer on the Horizon franchise. Um, he did that whole presentation live. And I think at that moment, it really took Horizon to a, a different place. Horizon was this sub-franchise, uh, the spin-off of, uh, of, of the Forza franchise. And in that moment, we kind of felt like that we've really arrived. And it was Forza Horizon 3 that just really blew up and took the, the Horizon franchise to be super, super kind of mainstream and this like massive behemoth of a franchise as it is today. So that moment at E3 there really felt like that was the, the start of something very special. And, and, it, and it turned out that I think very much was. That's really rad, Mike. I wish I could sit here all day and talk Forza Horizon, Playground Games, and Hot Wheels with you, but I don't have enough time. We got to get out of here. So one final question for you, Mike. You and the team added 10 new cars. Of course, we get to play a little bit in the iconic Hot Wheels car world. So I guess I'll ask you, what is your favorite Hot Wheels car that you either added to the game or just in general that you and the kids get to play with that you love so much? So I'll I'll do my good PR PR job and mention one of the ones that's in the game. <laughs> one of the ones that's not. Um, but I really like the um, the uh, Chevrolet Capo Camaro. Uh, it's like this awesome drag car. It's like if you really like kind of hammer the accelerator as you as you take off, you can do you can do a wheelie with it. Um, it's just got so much so much character as a car. Um, yeah, I just I just love it. So that's my favorite of the the ones we've added, and I think it actually is one that will have. Um, have a bit of utility in the game as well because I think it is going to become one of the best drag cars in the game. So all the drag racing community are going to absolutely love it. All right, I'm a big off-road guy. Whenever I play Forza Horizon, I always go for the off-road cars. So I like the Baja Bone Shaker mm -hmm. and ooh, that green you all put on that—that that is stunning and awesome. So I really like that. And of course, for all things Hot Wheels, who doesn't love the Surf Bum back in the mm -hmm. day, right? Getting that awesome van with the surfboards on the side—one of my favorite things of all time. But Mike. It has been a blast to sit down with you and hang out with you and talk all things Forza Horizon, Hot Wheels DLC. I'll give you the final words. What can players expect? When can they get their hands on it? And what should they know? So it launches, well, as we record this, it launches tomorrow uh, on the, the 19th of July. Uh, you can get it um, everywhere that you can play Forza Horizon. So it's on, it's on Xbox, PC, Steam. Um, you can add it onto your Game Pass subscription if you purchase the uh, Forza Horizon 5 add-ons bundle. Like actually this expansion, Car Pass, a bunch of other things, and our next expansion as well, which we'll be talking about in a little while. Um, yeah, available tomorrow. Jump out, grab it, enjoy it. Thank you. That has been Mike Brown, Creative Director for Forza Horizon at Playground Games. Talking all things Forza Horizon 5 and the brand new big DLC, the Hot Wheels DLC. Hopefully you go out there and go real fast 
and upgrade your or average speed just like I did because you're going to be going real fast. Thank you all so much for joining us. Let's get back to the show for episode 100. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that awesome interview with Mike Brown. Get ready to go fast in Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC. I've been playing it all week, and I know you'll probably enjoy it too, so hopefully you're playing that. But enough of that. The celebration continues here for the Kind of Funny X-Cast 100. And as you can see, Alana Pierce has left, and we have replaced her with another incredible guest. My good friend, my hero, Larry Herb, a.k.a. Xbox's own Major Nelson. Larry, how are you doing today? Oh, it's so good to see you guys. First of all, I'm going to try to live up to what Alana was doing. I, I can't guarantee that. So <laughs> more of just a substitute, not a replacement. <laughs> she is pretty great, but you are even better because, you know, like I said before, you are one of my gaming icons, my heroes that oh. I've always enjoyed throughout my entire Xbox life here. And it was really special because when we look back on the 100 episodes, you were on episode number three and you were yep. my first ever video game interview. And I begged Greg. I said, Greg, I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> and he said, Mike, you're going to do just fine. And so we had a fun time. And I can remember all the way back to episode three being so scared, so shy to have you. And now I get to have you back here for episode 100. So thank you for joining myself in paris it means the world to me well first of all it is my pleasure mike it's been it's it's been great to see you guys and of course paris is doing such great work over the years and mike you've been just growing as a host and being able to watch you um over the episodes just get better and better and better and better i mean i'm not going to announce it but should i retire i mean you're, you're, just, you're just on fire uh no it's you, you've done such a great job there so i, I know that Everybody at Xbox has been watching your your you know your skills just get better and better, and you've been leveling up. So well done putting it all into a charisma. Thank you so much. I'm trying my best on that one. Of course, I'm really excited to sit down with you, and I have Paris right here, and we're going to celebrate 100 episodes. And you know, I know you are one for celebrations. You've been around. You've had a ton of fun doing it. And I want to talk about this summer because I believe you went down for a very special Xbox Fan Fest down under to celebrate with all those special fans. How was that? Well, yeah, uh, we are talking about last month in June, I was went down to Melbourne. We did four uh, events, official events around the world, if you remember. We did one in LA, which I know y'all were at. We did one in Toronto, one over in Spain. And then, of course, there was Melbourne, Australia. And when the team asked if I would go to Melbourne to represent Team Xbox, I said, first of all, yes, that, that's my, that's my, that would be my second time to Melbourne, my fourth time to Australia, which is a lovely country. Of course, I completely forgot, well, I didn't forget, but I kind of put it out of my mind that it was the Southern Hemisphere, which means I was leaving summer to go back into winter, which was brutal. It was, you know, the sun going down at four o'clock in the afternoon and it was cold, but we had an amazing crowd there uh, at the event, at the, at the venue due to the Fortress in Melbourne, which is a beautiful gaming facility. And then I went over to uh, uh, EB Games, which is kind of like GameStop. It's owned by the same company, just called EB Games down there in Australia. I did one in Melbourne and then I flew up to, to Sydney and did an event at uh, at a Sydney EB Games, and then I, and then I came home. It was it was just great to be there. I mean, you can't. I've I've been traveling around the world on behalf of the Xbox brand for almost twenty years, and to see it grow and and just be so meaningful to so many of you know, of course yourselves and me and and all the gamers around, whether they're new gamers or people that I met that have you know grew up with me in high school, that now have families. They're introducing me to their kids, right? Or that grew up with me and they were in college. Now they're they run their own development house for making games. So it has just been an amazing uh, experience to be part of some of their journey. 
That's really rad to hear. And a, an awesome celebration. You and the team did a great job with all of those fan fests. I know Paris was down the one in LA. And of course, I got to celebrate with a lot of Xbox fans because last Friday we did the As Dusk Fall uh, official launch party down in LA with Jeff and the team for yeah. Team Xbox. And that was really special to see the Xbox fans, the best friends come together and celebrate a really awesome game that just released. And of course, I have to check in with you. How's your decision making been going? With well, as dusk falls, I have to tell you, Mike and Paris. I just do you finish the game? Do you ever finish the game? Right, but I got to the end. Um, yeah. and it was, I have to tell you, this was, and I and I tell the story on my podcast, which just which just went live on Friday. You know, when I started the game, I played the first half hour you know, as dusk falls, and I texted Jeff, I'm like, I don't know, because I never really got into the telltale games, you know, which is a linear kind of quasi linear storytelling, and something happened and it just picked up it picked up speed and again i don't want to do any spoilers i don't want to have any spoilers here but i got so hooked into it i came in here into my office every night for like a half an hour an hour and i was like what's next what's new what's going on here and so it was just it was so it was so well done of course it's on game pass everybody can download and play and play i haven't had a chance to play it with friends yet but i just love the game the characters the writing what they did there and and the the, the just everything about it was just so lovely hopefully you guys paris you've played it right yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was I was at the event uh, last week with Mike as well, uh, and I always screw her name up. It's 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 Caroline, correct? Caroline, correct. Caroline, Caroline, because because you know she was she was on on your show as well. But yeah. being able to to sit down and talk with her and just yeah. see the passion that she had for this game and right. the structure and the inspirations that she had to to bring this to life, and then to actually sit down and play it and make these tough decisions as yeah. you go through and have to have to live with these consequences is there's, there's it's fantastic. There's part of the game that, you know, like I said, I quote unquote finished one particular track of the game or however I ended up at the end. But I have to go back and play it again because in my mind, I'm like, there's connections that I'm making in the game that I want to see come true. And again, I don't right. want to say anything more. So yeah, I'm loving that. You know, I heard you at the top of the piece, um, Mike, talking about Forza Rise of You and you had Mike Brown on. I had him on this week as well. He's so great, isn't he, with that hair? And um, he's the coolest. <laughs> yep. But I mean, look, he gets to make video games about racing and play with Hot Wheels. What? So, um, you know, my, you know, I'm, so I'm really excited to, to jump back into Forza now that I can, and my, my, my drive guitar has always been a little bit of saucy in, 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 in Forza. So he's going to get, it's going to get even rougher. I'll tell you that right. It's been a blast with Forza and it's fun. You know, you bring up this week in particular with games, you have a lot of games to for Xbox players and everyone around the globe, whether no matter what ecosystem you're on to play right now, one thing me and Paris were talking about, have you jumped in to the Halo Infinite co-op light yet and played with some friends well not only that i mean paris and i have played together right oh <laughs> come on my friend yeah we he and i and i'm not going to name drop anything but he and i and phil were playing one night and it was a lot of fun yeah i, I mean it's it's great although you know because we're on this insider build and we're playing it i kind of don't want to play it anymore because i want to wait until the fully releases on get the achievements and we could do it in legendary right right i mean it's great to be able to get a kind of a taste of it and see yep. how it works but I'm waiting, waiting for the full release so that we can, uh, I can get my achievements and really roll in at uh, Legendary. You do, Mike, you, Mike, you should join us. You and I in Paris. That 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 fourth box in our game could be Phil. I love that. I love that. We <laughs> we might even have to send the invite out to Gary Witte. He's going to be yeah. salty and upset that he's not here hanging well, out with you either. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a I think this is attempt number two. We've tried to put you two together, and he has hid from you. Is right. He's like, actively I, avoiding I, you at this point. Gary, yeah. Gary, I'm starting to take it personally. So I'm just letting you know. 
uh anyway so by the way um before we before we go any further we're talking about the amazing milestone of a hundred a hundred episodes which you know I, I don't know there's there's a dirty little secret mike i don't know if you know that i think you know this paris but when i started doing my podcast so many years ago um i i, I got to like i think i got to episode like a hundred and i think i like rejiggered it and i, I, I just started at 250 and kept going i just played with the numbers so whatever number i'm at i have no idea um i did that i know you guys haven't done that so i i, I appreciate that but um but i wanted to i got a little something here that uh, i want a little surprise i have two surprises so uh, let me give you one right now and this one's going to involve me kind of looking away from my screen because we're gonna we're gonna um share out my screen a little bit so let's go ahead and do that and i want to present this because i think i think you guys may like this so here we go You're, let me know when you guys are ready you got my screen up you ready thanks larry congrats guys on 100 episodes an amazing accomplishment i love just the growth that xcast has had i remember when you started a little bit of a trial you're gonna go up through launch and here you are 100 episodes later such a great positive part of the gaming community. Just love how you talk about your love of video games, things you'd love to see us do better, things that you're enjoying. Uh, I enjoy listening every week and it's just really great to see you get to 100 episodes. Thanks for all you've done. So there you go, a little little message from the man himself. You know, Phil was, when Phil found out this was happening, he's like, oh, well, can I, can I send a video? I'm like, well, do you wanna come on? And he couldn't do it, he had some obligations. So that's the best we could do in the time, but thank you. That's pretty thank rad. You. Yeah, that's thank awesome. You, Phil. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you, Phil. Thanks, uh, Team Xbox, for everything. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 such a great team we have now. Another thing I want to share with you, and this is this is something that required um a little bit more work than getting Phil on. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't know if you, I know uh, Paris, I know you watch my podcast, and yep. occasionally on the podcast and over the years, I busted out these. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This usually this usually means new hardware, and I know, while I'm not uh -oh. making an announcement a little bit better we made a very special oh using design labs nice. 100 this is this is a one of a kind you know i can certainly share the recipe with you but i'll be sending this i'll have jeff send this down to you guys we're very very proud of this uh, uh, you know, oh that is awesome we couldn't get you a custom console but you know we got your custom controller so that's that's the way it goes we wanted to we'll get we'll get one down we'll get this one sent down to you but i wanted to thank you again for all the great work you guys have been doing it's been it's been a lot of fun to have you in you know the xbox space and i remember when you know when you were on episode three you're like mm, i don't know if we're gonna get past this we're gonna review it now you guys are just you're just barreling down the highway no looking back now and it's funny you brought some fun stuff to us and i truly appreciate all of the awesome gifts and moments that we've gotten to share here we have a special one on behalf of the x cast team i don't know if you're going to remember this but since we're celebrating, I want to celebrate you in Paris. And there was a time, a long time ago, and Larry, you've always talked about this. You're the conductor. You're the conductor of fun. And yep. when I saw this video, I had to bring it back up. This yep. is you teaching Paris Lily how to play Guitar Hero quite some time ago. Lord, I don't know where the... Where's the story? Here, let me take a look. Damn, hold down, Red. Oh, wow, look at the little I recognize that. There you go. So for everybody listening to the podcast, this is an old video of Guitar Hero with Major Nelson and Paris Lilly. Major Nelson doing his best 
job trying to teach Terrence how to play the game, and he is just whiffing all the button controls. He walks away at the end, too. He's like, ah, he's hopeless. He's hopeless. I'm out. Well, that was fun. What, what, Paris, do you? I, I mean, I vaguely remember where that was. It was it, one of one of our demo rooms. Where was that? Yeah, it was. This was like oh seven because this was Crackdown. This okay. was, I was out there for Crackdown. Um, but yeah, in like one of the demo rooms. Okay, so that, that yeah. was, okay because I remember we had mm -hmm. we had what did they call them? The Rings of Light. You know, there's yeah. different mm -hmm. in terms of the 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 logo. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, boy. Where did that? It's funny. I was just thinking about that game the other day. Somebody asked me about Guitar Hero, so here we are. Yeah, here we are. Is right. Let's keep it on the path of celebration that I want to talk about with both you and Paris, because I know Paris has always shared some really cool celebrations with me. And of course, all the Xbox community thinks of you with the celebrations, Larry. So let's yeah. talk about what are some of the best celebrations that you've got to enjoy in the Xbox world that you can think of? You know, there's, there is so many. We've talked, you know, ad nauseum about, you know, Zero Hour, which was a special moment out in the desert, in the Mojave Desert. That was amazing. Anytime. I remember there's uh, so many times. One, one that was really exciting was when we shipped, and this is going to be so, so simple now because it's like, well, of course not. When we shipped cloud games, in other words, the ability to put your game saves in the cloud, we did that, I believe, at the very first PAX East. And because we didn't really know how to announce it, and we announced it, and it was like, well, that's kind of cool, but now everybody has it. So I just, those moments along the journey where we announced Xbox Live parties coming to the console, Netflix. One of, we were one of the first devices to have Netflix on the mm -hmm. console. Um, you know, we talked about cloud saves. Anytime we really did great, fun, innovation, fan forward, uh, and frankly, gamer forward, uh, things like that, I love it. Being able to go to E3, and it's interesting you, you mentioned Melbourne, because I haven't really talked that much about this, but that was the very first E3 since 2004 that I wasn't at. I was in Melbourne. So this past, this, just this last month. So it was, it was, that was such an interesting, those are all, each one of those is a very specific level of celebration and whether we're over at the, um, the Galen center down on the, on the campus, whether we did one year at, uh, the shrine, the, the shrine auditorium over there, Shriners, whether we did it in, do, do you remember Paris, did you come with us when we down, when we were in Santa Monica? Yes, I was there. You were going to say at the it, open air and uh, yeah. uh, that's, that's when Peter Moore screwed up. That the, was Peter it the Turner. Viceroy? The Viceroy. Yeah, the Viceroy yeah. and yeah. that whole thing. So the, it's just every moment we can get with fans, Mike, is a celebration. And these past two years, it's been so, you know, it's been so frustrating because we try to do what we can and we're all kind of working virtually now. But now that we're getting back into hopefully some level of normalcy, I'm just so thrilled about that. But gosh, I've got so many moments of being able to celebrate with fans. And anytime, and this happens, it happens in Gamescom in Germany when I've been in Germany or when I've been at uh, Tokyo Game Show, when I get recognized and people want to talk about games, I will, all, and if anybody that knows me, I stop and I'm happy to talk to you. I'll buy you a coffee. Let's talk video games. And I love it. You know, if, if, if I could, if I could flip it uh, to exactly what you're talking about, because obviously you weren't at the fan fest uh, in LA this year. And I'm, I'm assuming you probably had a similar experience down there in Australia, but that's what was, you know, having this taking away from us for a few years yep. and being able to go back and be face to face with people and doing the showcase and then combining it immediately after with FanFest was it was just such a memorable thing. It's like I'll probably think about this 10 years from now and go, yeah, that 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 event that they did down in L.A. in 2022 when we all after the, well, the pandemic still going, but, you know, 
the pandemic eased up enough that we could actually be face to face. It was so great connecting with people and talking to people face to face about gaming and just hanging out. And everybody just had a smile on their face the yeah. entire time. Yeah, that true. was the best part of it. When we were playing the video, we were because we you have to remember because it was 3 a.m., 3 o'clock yeah. in the morning in Melbourne. So I got up at, you know, I slept as much as I could, got up at 11, went down there. We had all these people. The the energy in the room did not feel like 3 a.m. It, it felt like 10 a.m. on a Sunday like it did in L.A. and the rest of the world. And I remember watching, um, you know, when, when, when Rod came on screen to talk about Diablo and the crowd yeah. lit up. Or when we saw the Pelican drop in Flight Simulator and the place was like, what? Yeah. That is, those are the moments you miss because you can watch them online at home in beautiful 4K60 and it looks great. But being in the room and feeling that energy, that's when I get chills. That is what I love, the celebration of gaming that we all love. And again, whether you're a Nintendo gamer, whether you're a Steam gamer, PlayStation, I don't care. We just love having these shared experiences and we connect over something and that, that connection is gaming and now we can do it again in person and I can look you in the eyes in some cases and, and, yeah. and really just feel your excitement. So a uh, follow up with something. This is actually we asked Alana this right before she left. But I want to ask you, too. Yeah. What is something and it could just be here over the next 12 months of what it was announced or maybe even future facing of things that you obviously can talk about. What's a game or a thing that Xbox is, is doing that that has you excited for the future? I'll tell you, uh, there's a couple things and I'm not going to not revealing any new features or plans mm -hmm. at this point. Well, one of the features we just announced was Discord. Right. Um, Discord on Xbox, which I've been testing. I don't know if you guys have had a chance. If you're on yeah, Inside, mm -hmm. um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, so that's exciting. But what I'm excited about is what we're going to see with what we uh, in software and, and Paris. I know you know this, the stack. You know, our stack, our game stack, and, and that, that is everything from Azure gaming all the way up to all the different elements, right up to the console. But now what, what we're doing with that stack to optimize it, whether you're playing on an Xbox Series X or an S, whether you're streaming games to your original, to your Xbox One, whether you're playing on cloud, you know, whether you're playing on, I've got a Samsung TV over here. To me, having all these different points now is so exciting to me because now, I mean, you know, like we've, you've heard, it's Xbox without the box. If you want that high def, beautiful 120 frames ex uh, per second experience, we've got your Xbox Series X. If you just want to play some games, I played, I told you I finished As Dusk Falls. I finished it in between a meeting at the office on, nice. on my Surface Duo. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it was, I, I got to want to go back and play it again to get a more high def experience, but it was great to be able to do that. So seeing what we're doing and watching the, our software stack mature is so exciting. It's also exciting because game developers using this sometimes on Xbox, sometimes they're on PlayStation, sometimes they're on Nintendo. So they're using a lot of our technology elsewhere whether it's on an ios game or an android they just it's games we're powering games and that that to me is really what's exciting and we've got some other cool stuff but i can't talk about <laughs> and all the cool stuff back there let's talk about games really quick larry because you do love sharing the enthusiasm and fun for games just like myself and paris and the xcast team yeah what are some of your favorite gaming experiences this year and what are you looking forward to on the back half of the year here you know, we're all looking forward to Starfield. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. I remember, you know, watching that. We talked about the the showcase and seeing Todd and the, just kind of, hey, and this is how you do that. I mean, it was so chill and so relaxed. It was just great to see him. Oh, there's a thousand planets. You know, so great to see that. And that's the first, let's be clear. That's the first time I saw that as well. When oh, you wow. all saw that, I saw that for the first time as well. So I had that same level of excitement. 
and the goosebumps and the hair stood up in the back of my neck. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm, you know, as far as experiences over the past few months, I'd have to, I, I need to, I should pull up my use list. I don't have it available right now. But, you know, I, I, I love the, we talked about As Dusk Falls. And it's funny because I had a meeting a few days ago with the head of, uh, I went to Syracuse University in upstate New York, and I'm going to be working with them uh, in their creative, in Newhouse, their school of communications about storytelling. And I was explaining this, this to him. I said, this is the future of storytelling in a lot of ways. And, you know, because it's, it's, it's nonlinear, it's linear, nonlinear, uh, it's interactive, and this is what this audience wants to do, wants to play. They want to control their, uh, you know, their storytelling. Um, so, so I was so excited to, to work to, to, to talk about that. I mean, I've, I've had such a great, it, you know, it's, it's so hard, Mike, and, and Paris, when I look back, I'm like, oh, that came out this year? Oh, that came out this year? It's, it's, it's funny, and the, the, the odd part is the big one for me is still sitting there for me, and I've, I'm only an hour in, and that's Elden Ring. I have not finished. I've only played an hour of it because I got pulled away with some family things. So I'm looking forward to cracking that open. I, I've, re- I've seen the memes. I've seen the videos. I know everybody loves it. You know, Paris, you and I were talking with Phil about it a while ago. Um, and it's, it's, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to getting into. So that's the one that everybody has that I'm looking forward to. How's that? People can see me perking up in the chair because we turn our attention to Mr. Lily over there. And we say, what's up? Have you jumped into Elden Ring yet, Paris? What's up? I am not ready to discuss my adventures in Elden Ring, <laughs> but I have been playing it. I, I'm I'm saving it's episode that. Episode 100. Come on, give the kids something. Give the kids. Okay, something. I'll, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I I am enjoying my time in Elden Ring. Good. All right, that's, that's all I'm gonna to say. Hear. Makes me. Happy. I like hearing that. Okay, that's great. That, that's uh, that's gonna make a lot of people happy there, Paris. And, and the, right. the joke on that, Larry, is I I said early on I refuse to play it. I'm not gonna play it. Why? And then, and then I, I buckled. I kind of, I, I think you and I are of the same ilk on this. And yeah. I wonder what you're, why you said that. Well, my, my whole thing was just at the time looking at what it was because it was kind of one of those demon soul s type of games, yeah. very punishing. And I go, I don't want to bang my head against the wall. I just want to enjoy my game. So I'm not going to play it. Yeah, life is and, punishing enough. Why do you want to yeah, do that? <laughs> exactly. But enough people have convinced me I needed to play. And yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, I, trust know, me, I, I get why it's going to win game of the year because it's right. going to win game of the year. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It's one of those where it started and I was like, I don't need this Demon Souls thing in my life. Life is yeah. enough to deal with and I want, I want to relax. Exactly. Right? I want to relax. So, but I get it, but I know that it's an amazing experience and I need to go back in there and, and check that out. So that's, I, I feel like that's a cop out of an answer, but that's the answer. You can check my gamer card and you can check it out and that's, that's the truth. I love that. I mean, that's it's what I needed in my life. And you know what else filled that hole in my life was the challenging bang your head against the wall. Cuphead DLC for me, Larry. Oh. I fell in love oh. with Cuphead DLC to the point where I went back and I picked up my resume from my first ever Cuphead playthrough and played all the way through the original game just because of that DLC it was so good and so much fun. Yeah, Jeff's been playing it. I haven't had a chance to go in there. I interviewed, you know, I interviewed them, the studio, MHDR folks a little while ago, MDHR. And I just love everything they've done as a fan of that era of, I mean, this is what I grew up with. I grew up with Bugs Bunny, right? I grew up in an era where when I was a kid, the scariest things in the world was an anvil falling from the sky and quicksand. <laughs> That's what I was worried about in my life. <laughs> Turns out not a big deal when you get older. <laughs> so um, so I, lo- I, lo- I love Cuphead. We don't have much time with you. So Paris, please take us away with one or two final questions and I'll hit them 
with the last one that we need to know. I actually have a two-parter, and I think Paris, you're going to get a good giggle out of one of them. So take us away with a couple questions. Yeah, I, I really, I, I really don't have a question for Larry because it, it's more of a thing of you've you've always been this presence with Xbox, and you know I'm not trying to age us out here, but you know you've pretty much been there since day one. So. Yeah. All my memories of Xbox and everything that I think about, you, you've always been there throughout yeah. the years, through the highs, the lows and everything in, in between. But I do have one memory of, of your podcast from way back in the day that, that I always hold dear. And it was you debuting the HD DVD add on for the 360 because I was so excited for it. I go, this is the future. Screw Blu-ray. It's going to be HD DVD. Give me my King Kong on HD DVD. And and that's one episode you did that I'll always remember. Oh, that was, that was a fun one too. I mean, yeah, that was, those were, that was fun being at CES that year with Peter Moore, where he talked about it on stage. I I remember that because I was sitting backstage live blogging it when that was a thing. And I, 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 I miss that too, Paris. In fact, I think I just, I think I just recycled my last HDD, yeah. that little red face. Oh, yeah. I miss that. But thank you for your kind words. I mean, you're right. I've been there since the beginning and I'm, you know, I'm working on some cool stuff for the future that I'll be working on. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going anywhere. I don't, you know, I'm, I'll be around as long as they have me, as long as I can, as long as I can pick up a controller and play a game and talk to fans and, yeah. and just my excitement about gaming is not just about xbox it's about everywhere it's about wherever you game i'm excited to meet gamers whatever they do and however they are because we all have this shared experience of 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 enjoying enjoying the game talk about the future and you're not going anywhere and we look back at the past what are some of your favorite projects you've done with team xbox or in the gaming world and like how do you keep it fresh larry what what do you want to do next what are some of the ideas you don't have to share them all but you know, yeah. what does that vision look like for you? Yeah, one of the, I mean, I kind of alluded to this earlier in the show where we've got our, our stack is so interesting. So I may get a little more nerdy, developer-y kind of work on that kind of stuff because I just love what we're doing there. And it's so mature now that I can I can, I can can now go over there and say, okay, this, there's actually some meat on the bones here um, and talk about that. So that's going to be an area that I'm, I'm going to work on over the next year or so, probably focusing. And I'm still going to be doing my podcast and do all the stuff that I normally do. But I've done that, and I want to continue to do it, but I want to kind of go get some new challenges, and I'm looking for some new new areas to scale, some new peaks to conquer, some new excitement to bring to gamers. Uh, the gamer today, I know you all probably agree with me, is so much more sophisticated oh, than yeah. the gamer of a decade and a half or two decades ago. The games are, the gamers are, the industry is. Um, so I'm just excited. I just i am excited to work in this industry. I love what I do. I love being able to talk about games, to talk with you about games, to talk to gamers about games. Everybody, I love everything about it. So I'm excited about that. You asked about some of my favorite my favorite projects, and a lot of them are the milestones. Shipping Xbox 360 will always have a special moment in my heart because that had a very specific beginning and end. And that, to me, was such a, that was like a, this beautiful, beautiful moment in my life that I'll remember for the rest of my life. Um, you know, shipping Xbox Live, shipping Xbox One, the challenges that we had with Xbox One. That was a humbling learning experience. Say what you want about it, but we learned a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and Phil coming on board as the CEO of gaming and kind of pointing us in a direction where, hey, we're going to buy Minecraft or whatever it was, two or three billion dollars. Everyone's like, really? Minecraft? That's a lot of money. And then you fast forward and we're buying Bethesda for more than that. And we've got working on Activision Blizzard King for even way more than that. So um, 
where that's going to go, that's got me real excited is where now that we've, we we were working on this collection of studios and this amazing portfolio, what can I do to help them achieve their greatness? And what can I do to help them? Because I'm all about helping people, helping developers any way that I can. Really well said. Pretty inspiring. And I want to thank you for being a part of the beginning and here on sharing a milestone with me. You were here from the start. You were here at 100 and uh, really lucky to have Alana as well, who started it all and having Paris right by my side here at 100. You know, talking about milestones. Here's one of my milestones and I get to share it with you, one of my heroes. So that was really, really special. I appreciate you coming on. I know you have a great Friday afternoon to go get into. So that's where we're going to say our goodbyes, but also look forward and say, hey, we'll see you down the road again to celebrate and talk about video games together. My pleasure. Anytime you want to have me on, I'm ready to roll. You're the best, Lily. All right. Well, with that, we will say goodbye to Major Nelson, and we will look forward to another Kind of Funny X-Cast next week with all of you incredible Kind of Funny best friends. Thank you so much for celebrating 100 episodes with us here at Kind of Funny. It has been a fun ride, uh, a whole lot of green in that studio, and a whole lot of video games to celebrate and share the fun with. So thank you so much for watching. We'll catch you back here next week with both of my gaming dads. See everybody.